You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. God made me punch in accurate numbers. My castle won't crumble. What I tackle will fumble. I've been a leader when they ain't see it, but now my feet is up. According to me, royalty didn't end with King Tut. Crown on my head, clouds is at my legs. Big says sky is the limit. I look down on the ledge. I push the bar like I'm opening the cell. Hands in my cookie jar, you won't come out with a single nail. I need all of mine. The weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale. What's a king to a giant? Well, Goliath fell. Even if we playing chess, dog, this king can't be checked. I make all my moves on the board. I invented my step. Uh-huh. I'm a king, the blood of a ruler. I feel like Mansa Musa. Musa. Make your squad disappear like landing by the Bermuda. Triangle, look at it from my angle. I'm a king, the closest things to being one of God's angels. Yeah. I'm a king. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king Yeah, y'all know what time it is Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night This is the Code of Conduct with the King Podcast I am your host, Jay Smith the King And y'all are listening to this on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network Presented by Picasso Pizza Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day, Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order online at PicassoPizza.net. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? I am back. I'm excited after a week off. After everything that happened with Damar last week, I didn't feel comfortable uh, going live last week. So we we took a break, and then it just lined up to where I can get my guy on. I'm going to tell y'all, I felt a lot like a lot of you did in Buffalo for a while. I was like, yo, I don't like this dude. But then I found out that he's a good dude. And we we connected. We talked a little bit. He's a good dude. I want to welcome everybody, uh, the host of The Smoke Show, my guy, Nikki Smokes. What's going on, brother? What's going on, brother? It's a blessing to be here. It's a blessing to to have me on. Um, and I'm glad. I'm glad I got to change your perspective. Because I definitely rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, understandably. But, um, you know, if that's the worst thing I've done in my life, I'd say I'm a pretty good dude compared to... A lot of shit that yeah. goes on in the world today. Obviously, yeah, it uh, felt bad with everything yeah. that happened. And I'm going to try to run into Chef and buy him a drink. That's the least I could do. But I'm happy to be here. And I'm very happy for you guys and your whole fan base. And that whole thing with Demar was unbelievable. And it's just so amazing how God works his way. I think God shows himself through sports. I don't want to, like, start preaching up here. But I think it's just so crazy uh. that. They run the kickoff back for the first time in three years, three months, and it's just the first play. Like It's just unbelievable. So that was the first time I was ever watching, and obviously we needed you guys to win, but I was like, damn, I'm actually like really happy for the Bills like that they're scoring touchdowns and doing good. So that was a blessing to see. That was awesome. Yeah, man. Like, um, I was just having a conversation with somebody else um, right before this, and they were saying, like, yo, um, if if I didn't believe in God, just like the way this stuff is going, it almost is just like it's a story that was predetermined. But, you know, yep. uh, you, I know you mentioned that you're going to try to link with, with the chef and buy him a beer. I, I will let you know, I tried to get him on tonight. He had he has some other um, he has something else going on, another engagement that he couldn't jump on. But he, he, you know, you'll be able to find him. You'll be able to find him Sunday. So it's going to be all good, man. When do you get in? I fly out Friday at 1136. So I'll be in Buffalo at 132. Okay. So, so here's the thing. Bad. Before we get in, before we get into the game, and before we get into all of the stuff that we're going to talk about, I just got to let you know, I saw you tweet the other day, like, yo, where, what wings and like what flavor or whatever it was that you tweeted. You got to go to Bar Bill. I know you're going to get a lot of That's people talking I've about heard. wing nuts. 
Okay, I just saying, like you're gonna get people talking about wing nuts, you're gonna get people talking about like all these different places. Now, for pizza, Buffalo Rumblings represents Picasso pizza, so like we get that out the way. But when it comes to wings, bro, if you don't go to Barbell, I'm gonna be so disappointed in you. Like, that's that's the spot to go. My boy that's picking me up from the airport, he says, I'm picking you up, and that's the first place we're going. And I didn't want to sit here and mess around. Like, I wanted the sauce because, you know, I got some wing spots down here where, like, they have their sauce. And everyone's telling me about this honey barbecue something that I have to get. That's the one. Mm -hmm. So it, it better it better be fire. And that blue cheese better smack because if the blue cheese is janky, I'm going to have a problem. Now, see, here's the thing. So, like, when, when people in Buffalo are like, it's blue cheese, it's not ranch. Like, so the blue cheese in Buffalo is completely different than anywhere else. So, like, now I live in Phoenix. The blue cheese is not the same. Like, you get that chunky stuff that they use in salads. It is not the same. This is like a real sweet. When you taste it, you'll, you'll, you'll understand. You understand. And everybody in the comments is, yeah, honey, Cajun honey butter barbecue. So, and, and that's Josh's flavor. Just so you know, like, Bar Bill got this thing, and, and that's Josh Allen's personal favorite flavor so um i think that might be a reason why buffalo loves it so much because you know we love everything that josh does but they're actually good and the wings are just per perfection bro perfection perfect size because i don't like wings that are like too fatty and it's like no. too, it's almost too much meat on there no nah, it's the perfect ratio like you you'll be able to eat the whole you, you'll eat the whole order i can't wait because i love wings I, I i just had wings tonight for dinner and I just I started texting my boy Bobby. The, he's my co-host. He lives in Rochester. That's who I'm staying with. But he's picking oh, me nice, up from nice. Buffalo. And he's like, "Dude, you have not had wings until you have wings down here or up here." It's like, sign yeah. me up, <laughs> sign me up. And he's talking about this garbage plate. I, have you had this garbage plate that he's talking about? I'm not a fan of the garbage plate. I'll probably lose a couple fans on this one, but I'm not. A, I'm not a fan Ooh. of the garbage plate. It, I'm just not. It, it's it, it's heartburn all day for me. I can't I can't do it. It's just like a bunch of everything. It's the garbage plate. It's just not it. But go ahead and try it. You got to have the experience. You know what I mean? Like you you sure. you got to have it. I've had some, and I'm just not a fan of it. But uh, Sarah's saying you got to get the extra crispy when you go. I agree. I always get mine. But I don't know how you like your wings. But but me, I'm a, like I need them to be real crispy. And I'm telling you, man, you got me a little jealous that I'm not there this weekend just for a bar bill. I. I Every time I come home, it's the first stop I make before I go see my mom. I, I go can't to wait. So, well, let's let's wait. um let's get a little bit into football though. So, um, let's do it. Wait, rewind. We are gonna get into football, but rewind. So, you you earlier in the season, your team and um, it was fun in a way because the rivalry is back. You know, it's like we actually can talk crap and both sides have something to stand on, and it's like, yo, we all good, we good. At one point of the season, you guys were eight and three. We were eight and three. You know, like it was the same type of year. And uh, you went on a five-game losing streak. What did that – like, you know, what, what did that do for the fan base's psyche? Like how – before this past weekend, I, I felt like not many Dolphins fans went into that weekend with, with actual hope <laughs> to make the playoffs. I wanted to go in my bathtub and drop a toaster in there and just end it. Like, that was one of the worst experiences <laughs> I've had. And I've seen this team win one game. I've seen this team constantly lose games that you have to win to get in the playoffs. If we didn't make the playoffs with the roster and team and the way we started, that would have been, like, the biggest letdown of all time. Because you can't just have a roster with Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, Teron Armstead, you got guys like Javon Holland, Christian Wilkins, uh, JP. You go out there, you get Bradley Chubb. You, you can't have all this talent on your team and not make the playoffs. And that five-game losing streak was just absolutely humiliating. Like, I absolutely hated it. And there's nothing you could say because the Niners game happened, and, I you know, I gave it a pass. I really did give it a pass. I said, look, it's one bad game. We're still eight and four. And then the Chargers game happened. And I'm looking at myself, and I called us the fraud fits. I said, I have no idea what's going on. Like, Tua doesn't even look like Tua, blah, blah, blah. But then we went to Buffalo, a game where we were up eight points in the snow, in the freezing cold. We were up eight points in the fourth quarter. And that was the most, that was the most confidence I've ever gained in the Dolphins in a loss in my life. I was like, yo, like losing, like the Bills having to go down the field in the last drive of the game at home to beat us 
in the blizzard, in the freezing cold. I thought we were good after that. And then the Packers game, we looked great in the first half. And then Tua gets concussed, throws three interceptions, and the rest is history. And then you go out there, lose to the Patriots. But it's tough, man. You know, we got a young head coach, 38 years old, Mike McDaniel. Um, he's got his flaws. He's also got his strengths. But to be honest, the stuff that he's had to deal with, and I know you guys have dealt with a ton of injuries as well, but you guys haven't ever dealt with your starting quarterback going out and then your backup's supposed to start and then your backup has never finished the game. And then you have to finish yeah. the game with your third string quarterback. So it's a tough thing to, to climb over. You know, I'm two is not close to Josh Allen, but just imagine how many of those games that you guys probably would have dropped had Case Keenum had a start. And then whoever the hell Case Keenum's backup is had to come in and finish the game. I don't even know who your third string quarterback is. So it's tough. Um, losing those five games is brutal, but we're here. We got in the dance. It's an ugly way to get in, but you're in and that's all you could ask for. <laughs> okay, so now go getting into this game. Um, you know, you, you beat the Jets to to get in. It was a it was an ugly, it was a hard game to watch. I'm not gonna hold you, bro. It was like, you know, eleven to six, and then really it was nine to six, and then at the end of the game, it just, you know, eleven to six. How do you how confident because earlier in the season, obviously, yeah, when when the season starts and you got to it, you're at full strength and um there we still haven't heard yet i think they expect clarity tomorrow if as if um yep. if two is going to be able to play or not this weekend but you know it's different at the beginning of the season when you have that confidence and even like you mentioned a few weeks ago when you guys came to buffalo in december it was it was like okay we got the team now let's go head to head again we beat you guys the first time so there was some confidence there H- how um I don't. I just don't even know how to ask the question. But like, how confident are you coming into this weekend? Armstead's probably out, right? He um, or he is out. No, he's gonna play. He's gonna play. You have to just shoot him up with drugs and send him out there. Like it's all or nothing. You lose this game, you got nine months to recover. Yeah. Like we're, we're we made you the highest paid tackle in the league. Like you can't play this damn playoff game. What the hell we pay you for? I don't know. Obviously, I care about player safety. This is like the fan in me talking. Like, please, I hear you. I hear you. Have a chance to win. But it's a, it's an excellent question, and I think the only way to answer it is by having two answers. Now, the first answer is, if Skylar Thompson or Teddy Bridgewater is the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins on Sunday, I am probably flying out to witness a blowout. I don't think the Miami Dolphins have a shot in hell in Buffalo in the playoffs with DeMar probably in attendance for the game. That whole mm-hmm. place is going to be off its freaking rocker, as it should be. And none of those quarterbacks are built are built to win that game. They're not. I, I watched Skyler Thompson play yesterday. He reads slower than shit, a freaking first grader. I don't know. Like he can't read a defense. <laughs> he can't process. He's terrible. He's got a noodle arm. He stings. Teddy Bridgewater's got no dog, no fight in him. Either of those guys play. I'm telling everyone right now the Miami Dolphins have a zero percent chance of winning unless Josh Allen decides to retire at halftime. That's the only way the Dolphins can win with Skylar Thompson or Teddy Bridgewater. However, if Tua does go out there and play, I think we have a shot. I'm not going to say that we're going to go out there and win. But the first time we played y'all, we beat you by two. The second time we played y'all, y'all beat us by three. So to think can I get, there's no wait, reason wait, for I'm me sorry. to go out there and I'm, think wait, we're going to get I'm, blown out. With I'm sorry to, to cut you off. You're my guest, so I'm being very rude by cutting you off mid-question. But listen, can, can we be honest about something about that first game? We, look, we lost. Y'all won. I actually was down there for that game. This is why I'm able to ask this question yep. with honesty. Sure. Bro, y'all got to be honest. I'm not saying that home field advantage is home field advantage. It's, yep. It says something when it's 16 guys in your injury report and then your entire starting line, like your offensive line is out. Your star wide receiver has two IVs in his arm and his full body cramping uh, throughout halftime and stuff like. Welcome to Miami. Can, can we just be honest? Well, you you guys didn't have to deal with that. Y'all was in the shade. Y'all was a little, you know, like. Y'all were throwing snowballs at, at us in the end zone. We're getting pumped oh, snowballs. Boy. Snowballs. Bro, we saw like snowballs. We're like 15 degrees gonna, out. Oh, Come on we're now. gonna kill. We're gonna kill you with snowballs. You gotta go in the. You gotta go in the locker room for IVs because of snowballs. Like, well, I'm on, just man. saying. Hey, our home field advantage is you're gonna get scorched on the sideline, and your home field advantage is we're gonna go out there and freeze our ass off for four quarters. And, now, listen. But, look. See, hear me out. Look. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Stefan Diggs. He had IVs in his arm. Yes, you had guys injured. Of course, we're both dealing with injuries. 
And to be honest, I thought the Bills were the better team in the first game, but I also believe the Dolphins were the better team in the second game. And here's where you guys are at, because I know this for a fact, because trust me, I got tons of Bills Mafia followers on Twitter. Love y'all, by the way. Some of y'all hate me. That's cool. You can't please everyone. I've learned that in this game. It's all love. But when you have a quarterback like Josh Allen, right, the only injury you care about is if he's playing or not. Because if Josh is playing, y'all believe you have a chance to win. Am I lying or no? If Josh is on the field, it it does not matter who is in, who is out. If 17 is on the field, you guys believe you should win that game. Point blank, period. Mm -hmm. Correct? Every time. Every and I thought I thought y'all I thought you guys were a much better team than us in that first game. You control time of possession, but at the end of the day, our defense made enough plays and held that superstar quarterback Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs still played. I mean, I know you had some banged up offensive linemen, both of your safeties were out, but at the end of the day, like McDermott's system is fantastic. You guys have great depth on defense. So it's not like you guys had a lack of talent. You just didn't have the star power that you wanted to have, but your depth was still good. Um, Josh played a great game. I thought you guys were a better team the first game, but I thought the Dolphins were the better team the second game. And if Mike McDaniel wasn't trying to get all cute on third and one on the Buffalo Bills 11-yard line with nine minutes left, and you have a chance to go up, what is it, 14 points, and instead you settle for a field goal and give Josh Allen the ball back in a one-score game, then he goes Michael Jordan jump man for the two-point conversion, and you gave that game away. And I think yeah. both teams gave the game away when they both lost. Josh Allen skipping rocks on fourth and two. I don't know who I forgot mm-hmm. who he was throwing to, but the guy was wide open. And then we I got freaking McKinnon. Mike McDaniel trying to throw the football on third and one on the Bills' eleven yard line with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. And that first game, I mean, there was a a, a touchdown, a, a drop. Gabriel Davis in the end zone dropped a ball that he should. I mean, but he's been dropping balls all season. I've been I've been super critical of Gabriel Davis. Um, I know a lot of people around the league like. Other teams are like, man, they, they remember the Kansas City game. So they're like, oh, Gabriel Davis is that dude. And he just – you watch him every week and, you like, you realize he averages three receptions a game. You realize that, you know, he's just not the dude that, that we're, we were promised, I guess. So uh, in the past, you were talking about he skipped it kind of to McKenzie. Uh, and, and even him, we were expecting him to kind of come in and replace Cole Beasley this year. Didn't happen. Um, it just It just isn't – I don't know. I feel like, yeah, we got the number two offense in the league, but for some reason, I still feel like we great. Like, like we, we so underperformed, man. And now on the flip though, if Tua does play, I think it's been, and I had to give him credit um, after the season started, like after like five or six games, I'm like, yo, Tua's proven me wrong in everything that I've thought about him. I thought, obviously I do feel like, you know, you get improved receivers, you get Tariq Hill. Uh, Jalen Waddle is a monster. Like the guy is just, he's insane. So you get those guys to go with that. And you know, it's like, okay, they're going to make Tua somewhat better. Tua was making, he dropping dime. It wasn't like he was every single pass was like a three yard pass. And then they turned it into a 70 yard game. He was dropping dimes. And so I had, I got to give him some credit. I just still don't think, um, and so this is this is not the Bills fan of me coming out. This is like me just actually really talking about top to bottom the teams. I, I just don't think kind of like our first year, we lost to the Texans in the when we made the playoffs with Josh Allen. I, I just feel like um the experience at this point in the in the team together. Now Tariq Hill has that experience, obviously, but but the team as a unit and Coach McDaniels, I just don't know if this is the time. And you know, I right. get it you know, as a fan of your, you know, for you being a fan of your team, you're like, man, but anything is possible. You play the game this weekend. I just, but I just don't see it being a good, I just don't see it being a good outcome for you guys. And that's, again, that's not the fans. Like we could talk our crap in a minute, but this is just me being like really honest about it. How do you, so I know you just went through your whole thing about your confidence and who, if to a place, let's just, let's just say two is going to play. You right. feel confident. How do you feel this game? How do you guys have to play this game in order to win it with two as your quarterback? say i'm more confident i wouldn't say like if two is playing like it's a guaranteed thing that the dolphins are going to win like it's a big task and i think you made a great point there's a lot of inexperience and a lot of coaching decisions that might factor into this as well but if you want to beat the buffalo bills you know what you have to do you got to control the time of possession and just keep josh allen off the field because even when we play you guys well it still seems like josh has four touchdowns 350 yards and then he's running around for 150 yards and then no one can tackle him because he's a six foot six beast 
absolute menace, yeah. and you just have no answer for him. So it's honestly better when the Bills are sitting there with a 12-minute touchdown drive, and then we go out there and we reciprocate it. We got to control time of possession, slow it down, and you have to steal points. You know, I think our defensive coordinator said before the last game when we played you is Josh is going to give you one or two chances to have that turnover, and you got to capitalize on it. Last time it went off Javon Holland's hand, and then I think we had a strip sack fumble where we had that opportunity to put the game away, and we ended up settling for three points going up eight, and then Josh Allen does what Josh Allen does. Um, but I think our best bet is to just run the football down your throat like we did last time. I think that was the most dominant Dolphins run performance I've seen in Buffalo since we beat you guys the last time we beat you there, which was like 2016. But it sounds basic. It sounds generic, but that's what you have to do. You got to run the football mm -hmm. on this team and keep Josh Allen off the field. And when those opportunities come for where you can create that turnover – you got to make it happen because that's it. Because you know Josh is going to put up twenty, like at yeah, minimum, Josh, the Bills are scoring score. twenty points. He's, he's like, score, it does not he... matter what game plan you have. It's like Jordan and LeBron. You could come up with whatever the hell you want. He's still going to get his twenty and ten. He's still going to get his twenty-five and ten. It doesn't matter. So you just got to control it as much as you can. But see, so I, I agree with your point. You got to run the ball. You got to control the the clock. But the thing is, so the last time we played you guys. I feel like outside of that, like, what was it, like a 68 or 70-yard run or whatever it was in that first half, um, the Bills typically this season are a good run defense. Like, we're like fourth in the league uh, with run defense. I don't feel like it's going to be a consistent thing that, that teams can come in and say, oh, we expect to run the ball on the Bills this year. So what I'm, what I'm saying that is if that doesn't work, and you have to put the ball into his hands, or if Teddy Bridgewater plays, and you have to put the ball in Teddy's hands – you know, you got to you got to find a way. So, I mean, like what what because, again, like I said, this is just going off of it's been a full season. Now we got a full season worth of um, data and, and the Bills are actual right. good run defense. So if we shut that down, what are you guys going to do? Well, here's the thing. And I could either be a fanboy here or I could tell you the truth. If we have to put the ball in Teddy's or Skyler's hands, we have literally zero percent chance at winning the football game zero zilch if we put the ball into his hands i'm confident in this football team i'm confident in this offense because just like you watch your bills every week i don't miss a single mm -hmm. snap of the dolphins and this offense is literally night and day when to a plays and when he doesn't play and when he plays without a concussion and when he plays with a concussion so if tua is not concussed and the ball is in his hand i trust him to make the right decisions because he played great against you guys in Buffalo, and it's not, it's going to be 29 and sunny, and I could do 29 and sunny. I'm about that. So I know those players are going to be about that too. I have no problem with Tua taking it over the top, and I believe we have the guys to do that. Now, um, is Poirier going to play? Yes, Poirier's playing. He's probably, if he wasn't a Bills player, he'd probably be my second favorite safety in the league after Javon Holland. That guy's an absolute savage. If, if he's on the field, like, he controls everything for that defense, at least from my point of view. I think when he's out there, I don't think the Bills have lost when he's played. Is that correct? That is correct. 12-0 and 0 when all pro pole yeah. plays, 1-3 and 3 when he doesn't. Yeah, he's a menace. I, I have the yeah. utmost respect for him. He, he's an absolute beast. But that doesn't change the fact that Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell are still on this football team. And I yeah, know you guys absolutely. still wake up at 3 in the morning and you're thinking about Tyreek Hill throwing up the peace sign the last time you've seen him in the playoffs. So – like I said, if Tua has the ball in his hands, I got I got faith. I got faith in this team, and I think it's going to keep me and you on the edge of our seats until the fourth quarter. However, and like this is how drastic of a drop-off it is. If it's Teddy or Skyler, we have absolutely no 0% chance at winning the game. And I do want to go back to one point you made earlier. Sorry if I'm just going mm -hmm. on and on and on. No, but, no, um, do it, man. Dude, I thought Tua was trash. I thought Tua yeah. was trash before this year. I, I wanted to draft Tua. I was so about, let's go, let's go get Tua, let's get Tua. And then coming mm -hmm. in this year, I was like, bro, I don't think he's the guy. Uh, I didn't think he had the talent. I didn't think he had the durability. I didn't think he had really anything. I was like, we completely whiffed. We should have got Herbert. But this year, when he played, I was like, yo, this he's got talent. Now, he ain't Josh Allen. He's not Patrick Mahomes. But he's a good quarterback. You know, he he's not a scrub. He's not like a bottom five quarterback where 
you're playing him. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is this is free money. Now he's checked out the talent box for me. He's great with his decision making, just not durable enough. Like that's my only problem he, with him. He thinks he's he Josh Allen. Well, but wait, didn't he end the season with like the highest QB rating or it was one of those metrics that he had like he topped out? Yes. So first in QBR, no, third in QBR, first in passer rating. He's got the same amount of touchdowns as Justin Herbert and he's played five less games. So his numbers are ridiculous. If he played those five more games, he'd probably have like 35, 36 touchdowns. So he was on pace for an MVP season. At one point, it was who's going to win MVP between him and Patrick Mahomes until he got concussed again. Yeah. Uh, shout out to my guy, Buffalo Freddy here. He um he says that you won't be bringing the smoke this weekend, but he wants to know your favorite type of fried fish. And I'm guessing the reason is, so uh, I was going to suggest to you, when you go to the tailgate, when you're at the, the, you know, the stadium and you're looking at the tailgate, right next to the stadium, there's the Bills Mafia house. And my man, Buffalo Freddy, every single week, uh, well, some weeks, others, another person will do it. But for the most part this season, it's been him. They, he feeds you, man. He either got brisket, he got ribs, he got some, I'm guessing this fried fish this weekend. Uh, so I'm guessing he's going to have a plate reserved for you. Hey, I am going to take you up on that offer because I love fish. And to be honest, I'm the easiest guest to please. So whichever fish you make the best, I will devour it. I am the least picky eater you'll ever meet in your life. You put it in front of me, I will eat it, and I will smile ear to ear, and I will thank you from the bottom of my heart. Because that, that's the way to my heart is with food. Well, see, Bills Mafia, we talk crap, man, and we we just as passionate as Miami Dolphins fans. And that's why a lot of them, that's why you rubbed them wrong when you did the whole thing earlier in the season. But it's the thing is, at the end of the day, we a town full of love, man. So we're going to feed you. We're going to take care of you. You're going to be able to go back home, and you're going to be like, man, them Bills fans – you know, you might not be happy with the outcome of the game, but you're going to go back and be able to say some good stuff. And speaking about my man, Dan Freddie, I do got to say to everybody, I say this every single week, he has the best damn barbecue in Western New York. If y'all don't believe me, go ahead and check him out. Hit him up. I will make sure I sell you back your refund if it's not like you think. And then on top of that, y'all already know, Buffalo is the town party or the party town, all of that crap. We going to party it up, man. Hit him up. He got tents. He got tables and chairs. Not These ain't the jumping through tables, but he got tables for you. He got the bounce houses. He got all that stuff. Hit my man Dan Freddy up at 7164-FREDDY, 716-437-3339. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking from the provocative to the technical we're offering insights you won't want to miss so tune in to the future of work a prop g pod special sponsored by canva you can find it on the prop g pod wherever you get your podcasts um now one more thing i gotta say you mentioned my man jordan poyer I have a special, a special exclusive interview with my dog this week. It's going to be airing Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. It's only going to be on the Buffalo Rumblings and the J. Spencer King Twitter handles. It's not going to be on YouTube. It's going to be on Twitter. So make sure if you're not following me or following Buffalo Rumblings, you want to do that. We're going to have a really good conversation. He's going to talk. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff that you probably want to know about. We're going to talk contract. I'm telling you, he said he's going to let me know some things. So y'all want to make sure y'all there. Y'all want to listen to it. It's going to be an exclusive interview before the playoffs. So now let's get back to this, though. Let's get back to to, to you. So now on the flip side, you, you, we just asked about Tua. We asked about your offense. Um, what does your defense have to do? I know you just mentioned, like, Josh is going to get He's going to put up 20 points. But other than your offense controlling the clock, what is it that you feel like you guys have to do on defense to – to to make this thing go your way pray <laughs> pray <laughs> i don't know pray i mean i know like statistically like josh allen's amazing against the blitz but i feel like that's where the dolphins individually have had their most success against josh allen i think when we played you the first time we sacked them four or five times and that's the second most he's ever been sacked, except the one time you guys lost to the Jets. So anytime we've got after Josh Allen, um, we've been able to hold him. I mean, not really hold him in check, but it's enabled us to make enough 
turnover worthy plays where we could capitalize on those opportunities and generate some extra points because we're going to have to steal points. Um, now, Stefan Diggs versus Xavier Howard. I mean, X just got absolutely fry cooked by Garrett Wilson uh, last week. So that'll, that's always going to be a good matchup though. X and Diggs. Um, am I really worried about Gabe Davis and Cole Beasley? Probably not to be honest, but um, I think Cook's been running really hard for you guys lately. Um, I don't know why you guys keep running motor out there. Maybe it's like a veteran respect thing, but I feel like Cook definitely has a lot more juice. But I think that's where you guys are going to find a lot of trouble because outside of Josh Allen running, it's hard to run on our D-line. I think we have one of the best run defenses in the NFL. Christian Wilkins almost has 100 tackles as a DT. That's almost unheard of. Zach Sealer. You guys know you guys are going to know who he is. You guys know who JP is. Bradley Chubb, he doesn't have the sacks, but he, he gets the pressure on the quarterback and he's been great on the run. So I think it's going to be really, really hard for you guys to run the football. And at the end of the day, man, I feel like it's the same story every single week for every single team that plays the Buffalo Bills. How do you limit Josh Allen? He's just that good. I think he him and Mahomes are clearly one A and one B. And it's like Josh, Josh is a bigger threat for us because of his ability to run and our defense just, frankly, they suck at stopping running quarterback. So it's the same, it's the same thing. Every single week we play you guys, how do you stop Josh Allen? That's it. If you could find a way to control him, like if Josh Allen throws less than three touchdowns, the Dolphins have a great chance at winning that game. If Josh Allen <laughs> throws two touchdowns, the Dolphins have a great chance at winning the game. I feel like most teams probably say, if we can hold Josh Allen to two touchdowns, then we got a great shot. But I tell you what, I mean, you're right with, with everything you just said there. Um, but it, for me as a Bills fan, and I'm sure everybody in the comments or most people in the comments will agree when I say this, it's it's surreal watching this guy. And I know as a Dolphins fan, you probably can relate because like, so Hate it. before before this year, um, you know, before Tua – look like this right you know it's still like man when are we going to get the guy when can we and for years in buffalo man we went through we went through jeff tool you know we went through you know like jp or yeah jp lost we went through ej manual we went through we just went through this shout out to my dog tyrod he was the first quarterback to lead us to the to the playoffs in 17 years so i respect him and i love him but he wasn't josh you know what i mean and it's like now sunday i'm sure you guys watched the game and like the the throw to john brown and then the throw to Diggs on the side it's like these guys he makes this thing routinely like he just flicks it and it's just down there man and it's i'm telling you it's just surreal to watch man so um i don't don't, i'm sorry for you guys man it is yeah it is it's terrible it's it's really annoying because the worst part is i mean you guys know firsthand like it sucked dealing with tom brady i don't think you guys ever beat tom brady or it was something crazy where like he literally he whooped all of our ass but at least we were able to beat him you guys really never (laughs) never really beat brady but we had a deal with him and it's like oh brady's gone finally and at the time it was like josh allen was still overthrowing at every single pass that he ever threw Josh did not look that great his first two years. I remember playing. I was like, this guy ain't accurate enough. He ain't, he ain't going to work out. And then year three, here comes Josh Allen. He just looks like a beast. So it just sucks. As a Dolphins fan, you go from Tom Brady, who's the greatest quarterback of all time with seven Super Bowl champions. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, he's gone. And now you have this six foot five absolute menace, more athletic, bigger arm. And it's just it's like you just can't get a break. And it's like, why the hell did he get drafted to the Bills? Like, why couldn't you just do what you were supposed to do and draft Draft Josh Rosen. That's what that's what you guys wanted. Bills Mafia <laughs> all wanted Josh Rosen. You guys wanted him. I remember seeing it. You guys were praying for freaking Josh Rosen. And the Lord and Savior put this freaking beast of a quarterback and just dropped them right in your lap. Right I wanted Lamar. In your freaking lap. I wanted Lamar because I was so – Even know, still, that's an MVP yeah. quarterback. Yeah, because, well, I mean, for me, the way I was thinking about it back then, like we had Tyrod, and I'm not comparing the guys, but Tyrod was a little bit of – he was a mobile guy, you know, who could run and make defenses miss. I'm like, we need that, and then you get Lamar some good weapons. I still think if the Ravens were to get Lamar some real wide receivers, it would probably be really scary for the league. Like, I just – I feel like they do him so dirty up there, man. But, but no, you're right. Josh fell into our laps. And, and the thing about the Bills, man, the front office up here, they love, like – these 
these players that have the intangibles, but maybe not fully developed. And they love to like let these guys sit for a year or develop for a year or two, and then just like let them like just unleash them. People, man, I've been I've been a big supporter of Tremaine Edmonds this whole time, and everybody's like, even in Buffalo, they're dogging Tremaine, and I'm like, like I'm telling y'all, this dude is like that, and he's now all of a sudden this year everybody's seeing it, and they're like, oh, we need to resign this guy, we don't want to let him go. And it's like, oh, but this is this is how they draft, man. The Bills they they draft like that. But yeah, go back. I'm sorry, go ahead and back to your point about Josh Rosen and, and all of that. I'm just saying, like it's like the most. Well, I don't I don't even want to call it the most Bills Mafia thing ever, but it's just I'd say it's the most cursed Miami Dolphins thing ever. You guys were supposed to draft this absolute bust of a quarterback, and then instead of us playing Tom Brady twice a year, now you got to play Josh Allen twice a year. And it's just ridiculous, and now. Again, your front office likes to draft projects. We like to draft cripples. Like we, we were like, oh, okay. Tua's got a broken hip. Herbert's six foot six and can risk throw the ball sixty two <laughs> yards. Let's take the broken hip guy. And then it's just like every single year you're just drafting guys with injuries, and the only one that's worked out is freaking Jalen Waddle. But like we just love drafting injured guys, and it makes absolutely no sense to me. So, and it's not a knock on Tua. Now, look, I think Tua's good. I think he's a guy that could get you to a certain spot, but do I think he's a Josh Allen? Like, absolutely not. Like, he's not even close. Well, and that's uh, what sucks. I, I, I want to give you a, a chance to, because I now I agree with you on on how I view Tua. Like, what well, we just had the conversation, and we just said what we said. We have a comment here that I want to give you an opportunity to to respond to. My guy Steve Lynn says Tua is in the class of the Buffalo Bills drought quarterbacks. I don't know why people can't see that. Bad ball placement, first read spot thrower. What are Dolphins fans not seeing? He's a bad quarterback. What do you say to that? Well, I say look at the third and 23 bomb that he dropped in between your two safeties again uh, to Jalen Waddle the first time we played you. And then look at the two dimes that he dropped in Buffalo on the road. And then when you go ahead and look up passer rating, you're going to see that he's third. I mean, a QBR. And then when you look at passer rating, you're going to see that he's first. And does he have his flaws? Yes. I think his biggest flaw is that he's fragile. That's it. But his ball placement is great. Outside of the three picks, when he was literally freaking concussed and didn't know the play calls, he was saying, like, he was telling the team. Raheem Moser said after the game, he said, I didn't, I didn't even know what the hell we were doing because the play calls weren't making any sense. So, yes, what do I expect his ball placement to be off when you have a concussion and you don't know you have a concussion? Yes, absolutely. But to his best thing, he's quick and he's accurate, and the numbers back it up. 25 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Do I think he's Josh Allen? Absolutely not. But if you want to sit up here and knock him like he hasn't been playing quality football, like he wasn't second in MVP voting at one spot, it's just I don't I don't see it. I don't get it. And I'm like again, like I'm not this to a stand that was here defending him each and every single step of the way. He, he proved me wrong, at least from a talent-wise perspective. Now, that doesn't change the fact that he was 0-4 in December. Like, I still have a bone to pick with him there. But mm -hmm. I don't think he's this talentless quarterback that is just an absolute bum. I don't see that. Well, I tell you, my man Bruce Nolan would say to you that wins and losses are not a quarterback stat. I know they get them, but um, Oof, it wasn't just to – I see. I, I I would disagree with you too on that because I feel like this. For instance, um, there have been games, and I can go back to the 13 seconds, right? Like that's you just you just talked about it earlier when when Tyreek Hill was doing the peace sign on the way to the end zone, right? When Josh Allen walked off that field, we were up, and we went to overtime. You know when they they tied it up, but but we were up, and that was a defensive. That was a defensive miss. That was a special teams miss. It was not a quarterback stat that we lost that game. Josh, he went out there and won that game for us twice in the two minutes. So I think there's a multiple things that we can like different examples we can bring up probably to support each argument. But but I don't feel like, um, you know, I don't personally feel like quarterbacks are the only guy on the team. Like you have some teams that win defensively. So I just think it depends on the way the team is built uh, well, with Miami. Well, how about this, though? My bad. I don't mean to cut you off. Oh, it's ahead, your show. Ahead. No, no, no. You good. Do you think the Bills would have as many as many wins if they didn't have Josh Allen? No, but I think so. For us this year, especially, I think we're built around Josh Allen. So what I'm saying is, is, is different. And like, but even if again last year we were built around Josh Allen, and that last game of the season that we didn't win, 
I, I just could not find it in my heart to put it on Josh Allen. Like, there's no way in the world I could be that upset. Right, but there's Josh. Look, but you got to take the good with the bad. You yeah, know, like the sure. Vikings game. You're going to put that on Josh Allen, right? You can't fumble the ball with on the one yard line with five seconds left. I put it. I put it on. I put that on Josh for the execution. But I also, I think it's. I, I think you have to be a smart offensive coordinator or a smart head coach. And in when you're literally lining up and your feet are set in the end zone, I think it's a a pretty. Now it was a it was a snap fumble. Like it was the the, the weight of the the snap went. Well, the so Jets execution, game too. When when he played like shit, he played like shit. But then he also my, my point is look like there's going to be games where where he doesn't show up. And it's very but few, it's rare. It's very rare. Yeah, but at the same rare. time, the the reason why the Bills have been so good the last couple of years is because of one person, and that man's name is Josh Allen. You take him off this See, that's team, where we disagree. Your defense is that's probably your strength. And that's what I'm saying. That's where we disagree. I feel like we've had a number one defense, a number four defense, a number two defense in that stretch as well. So, like, there's been times when the offense hasn't been like this. Yeah, J- Josh came on like three years ago. You know, and the Buffalo Bills still made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think it's the way the team is built. Uh, but it's okay. I mean, like you, you could, like I said, you can make the argument on both sides that it's a quarterback stat or it's not. Um, there's another question here that I, I absolutely wanted to get to. My man Scott wants to know, man, what is going on with Mike Kosicki? I don't know how to mm. say his name. Uh, but we all in Buffalo thought he was a promising tight end, man. He he used to destroy us. Like when you had Ryan Fitzpatrick that year, and and man, he was just. I hate it to see Mike Gusecki on the field. What is going on with him? They're not using him the right way. Yeah, it's just a, a Mike McDaniel system thing. He needs his tight ends to block, and unfortunately, Mike Gusecki's just not a blocker. He's that's and that's why he's not on the field a lot. Um, we even when we put him out there to throw the ball, it's like, well, am I going to throw it to Mike Gusecki or am I going to try to throw it to Tyree Kill or Jalen Waddle? I think I would go with Tyree Kill or Jalen Waddle nine times out of ten. But obviously, Gusecki, he's great over the middle of the field and in the red zone. But as I said before, I mean, it's kind of weird because us Dolphin fans, we saw this coming too. Like, this isn't a surprise to many of us. The second we signed Mike McDaniel, um, a lot of people that, you know, they invest their time and, you know, they, they watch their film, this and that. It almost was like, yo, Mike Gusecki's just not going to fit in just because his inability to block. He's never been asked to block because he's been a six foot six absolute athletic beast you know um and it just it doesn't fit mike mcdaniel's system and that's why he's not on the field and to answer your point it's he's not being utilized correctly and i do think that's a knock on mcdaniel for not being able to somehow get this guy involved in the offense because we all thought he was a staple in this offense like with him and fitzpatrick it was great like he was like the number one target and since mcdaniel came in it's just it hasn't been the same Man, it, it's um. Now I, I like McDaniel's. I think he's. I think he's a good motivator. I saw his post game speech, and it's a little awkward. I, I guess I thought he would be a better communicator in those moments. But overall, throughout the season, leading up to the season, um, his what you saw after the games most times, I like him. I think he's funny. I think he's charismatic. You know, Love I think him. guys are gonna play hard for him. Yep. I, I was just gonna ask you. So, how do you feel about McDaniel's as a coach, man? Like, where, where are you love at? Love him. Love him. Absolutely love him. Growing pains. Love him. This is the most fun I've ever had watching a Dolphins team, um, at least offensively. I think the play designs are flawless. I think it's almost too complicated of a system, though. I think he's got to turn it down a little bit. We got so much pre-snap motion, and I just really believe that they got to run it back with the same core because once you master this offense, I truly believe it's going to be a thing of beauty. Um, Even now, late in the season, we're still not getting out of the huddle on time or – you know, just coming out in the wrong formation because it's so complex. Like, you watch the Dolphins play, you got Tyree Kill like this. It's like you're watching a tennis match. He's just running back and forth 24-7. So it's a very, very complex system. I just think it needs time to develop. And to be honest with you, I think if we got rid of him, it'd be a big mistake. And I go back to – it might have been the 2018-2017 Bills. I think you had just hired McDermott, and you guys almost beat the Patriots on, like, some night game or something. I just remember them talking about like the young talent and you're like, yeah, watch out for this team. They're on the rise. I think this year's Dolphins is that same Bills team. Like they're right there on the cusp. They're just missing Mm -hmm. like that next thing to get them to that level because we have a great young core. Like Javon Holland, 
he is going to be a top safety in this league. Brandon Jones, who tore his ACL against the Pittsburgh Steelers, he was having one of the best years that he's ever had. Um, Byron Jones completely sold on us. I hope he gets arrested for treason. Um, but Xavier Howard, we found Cater Cahoo. Nick Needham tore his ACL. So, I mean, we got punt, punt team gunners playing cornerback right now. And I'm not trying to use injuries. I'm just explaining, like, the context of the situation of I just think this team needs another year under McDaniel. And I really think we'll start to reap the rewards because there's a lot of things as a 38-year-old head coach, you just don't have the experience. You don't have the wisdom. It's like when you start a brand-new job, you know, you might go in there and you might kick ass for a couple days, but then, boom, you're going to start seeing a couple curveballs that you haven't seen before. Then you got to learn how to – adapt, ask questions and find out the solution to figure out the new problems and, you know, brick walls that you've ran into. And I just think rushing McDaniel and trying to find an instant gratification cure is just going to be the worst thing that could happen for the Dolphins. So I love McDaniel. I think they're just a team. I think they're a year away, year or two away. All right. I got two more. We'll, we'll, we'll let the question. We got a few minutes still in here. So I'll let the questions fly, man. My, uh, my man, Lamont here, my man, L big Renaissance man. My dog says, mm. if, if uh, Mozart can't go, how much confident do you have in Jeff Wilson jr? Jeff Wilson's a dog. I love him. Yeah, he he just doesn't have that breakaway speed though. Like Raheem Mostert. So I'm not afraid. Like I love me, Jeff Wilson, third and one, third and two, like give him the rock, let him put his shoulder down and make some moves. I'm about that. Um, I do think it's going to hurt not having Raheem because when you're playing Buffalo, like you need those sporadic 65-yard runs, 70-yard runs, or a catch out of the backfield. And Raheem Mostert, he's got that Lamborghini speed where Jeff Wilson's more of a power back. So I have no issue with him toting the rock all game long, but I do think we're going to miss that, you know, that Lamborghini speed takeoff from Raheem Mostert. But I like Jeff. I got confidence in Jeff to get the job done. My comments, man, you got people agreeing with you over me, talking about the Bills, you know, the quarterback stat and all that stuff. It's not, a, And I'm like, look, first of all, somebody just asked me about the Dolphins game, and he said, without Josh last week, uh, without three amazing TDs from Josh, we lose that game. The defense was non-existent. Then I can say, well, without Naheem Hines, two touchdowns, we lose that game. Without the defense, three interceptions, we lose that game. You can literally say that in every phase of the game. Like, I know the Patriots, but, they, they put up some points. But, I mean, come on, man. Y'all got to be brother. fair. When you look up Josh Allen career stats, you know what it's going to say? Mm -hmm. His record, touchdowns, interceptions. When you look up Jordan Poyer's career stats, you're not going to see that record because your quarterback is the most important player on your team. Your quarterback, nine times out of ten, is the biggest reflection on your team's success. The Buffalo Bills, even with their great defenses, we're never close to as good as they are now with Josh Allen. If you took Tom Brady off the Patriots the last 20 years, there was no chance in hell they would be as successful as they've been. If you were to take Aaron Rodgers off the Green Bay Packers, there's no way they would be as successful as they've been. So the quarterback position has the strongest correlation with how successful that team's going to be. And just like a starting pitcher in baseball – that's why they have the record because the ball is in their hand the most and they have the biggest outcome on that game. Now there's times where it's going to go both ways, but nine times out of 10, it's all about the quarterback. I tell you what, this is what we'll do. Cause um, after we still got, hopefully both of us hope our teams are playing for a few more weeks. So uh, one of us will, one of us won't, but hopefully, you know, so after, after the Super Bowl, when the, when the off season hits, um, I'll, I'll link with you and I'll plan a show with, between you and Bruce. Because I feel like Bruce is so much better at explaining this argument than I am. So what we'll do is we'll have a we'll have a show where I'll kind of host the both of you and have that conversation about whether wins are or are not a quarterback stat. I agree with you that quarterback is the most important position on the team. I 100 percent agree. If you don't have that guy, your team probably won't be good. That's the statement that we both can agree on. However, I think that there's several factors like like, for instance, we, we talked about that Minnesota game. Cam Lewis got to knock that ball down, man. Like, you know, when Justin Jefferson caught that ball, it was because Cam Lewis was going for the interception and it, and it you know, like knock the ball down. We win that game. Literally. But then you could also Josh say like, why is Josh Allen forcing that in the red zone? Well, we say that all year, like not even that game games. We win. Like we won this last game. And I'm like, Josh, <laughs> you got two extra downs. Why the hell are you throwing? And then red zone turnover. Superman. Like, that is, he yep. and he and he knows he's Superman, so he's like, you know what, damn it, I'm gonna just do it. Mm. 
Steph out there somewhere, and it's like, come on, dog. You Sometimes it pays off. Like, like when we played you guys at halftime, like most quarterbacks are not supposed to do that. Like he ran out the whole clock, and if that was right. incomplete, you would have lost points, and everyone's like, screw Josh Allen, you're an idiot. But then he, like, throws this absolute piss missile across his body, and it just hits the guy right in the chest, and it's like, oh. Annoying. Annoying as all hell. <laughs> it was annoying. It was nerve-wracking. I was at that game, and I'm just like – Josh, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you? Doing? No, no, yes! Like it was like the perfect. <laughs> exactly. You know. Okay, my homegirl Tiffany's in here tonight. She says, "Smoke." Next year, there's been talk, obviously, mm-hmm. for the past few seasons, and then especially now, Tom Brady's leaving Tampa Bay. Like it's almost all. But I would, I would, I would absolutely love to see Tom Brady here. It sounds gross just saying it, but here's why I think it's going to happen. One, our owner Stephen Ross. 82 years old. He's looking at the clock right now. He says, yeah, my shit's ticking. And the only thing he wants to do is win a ring before he dies. You already got caught tampering with Tom Brady. You lost the first round pick for tampering with him. And he never even took a snap for you. So the least he could do is come here and play. And it's like, okay, at least we didn't give our first round pick for nothing. But if I was an 82 year old, 82 year old owner and the only thing i want is one super bowl ring before i die there's only one person who knows how to win those things tom brady he's got seven of them if you want a ring and you need to lease someone for one year and it's like screw it we're gonna we're gonna mic this thing up and we're gonna run it for one year like the rams did and hope it pays off i could see steven ross doing it and I wouldn't mind it. I got my ass whooped by him for 20 years, lost a first-round pick over him for last year. The least he could do is come in and try to give us a Super Bowl and then go to the front office. And then I think it'd be good for Tua. <laughs> I think it would. Sit there, learn from him, don't get concussed, and figure it out. <laughs> so you honestly would think you honestly would think that it would be good for Tua to sit behind. Like you think somebody, an NFL quarterback uh, is going to be, be a starter. Probably not. I don't know. I mean, I, I just, you would definitely feel some type of way if like we signed. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't like, see it. Like I just couldn't see him coming back next the year after like, all right guys, I'm back as your starter after, you know, I just, right. I don't see it, but um, there was a, we, we don't, I don't have, I don't want to keep talking about this quarterback wins thing, but somebody threw in there. What about San Fran going with three different quarterbacks and still tops the AFC, the NFC again, there's, there's some on both sides of it that you can kind of ha- have your right. argument look better. But then you could go, um, what about the dolphins losing five straight without their quarterback? Well, they lost four. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can pick and choose examples all the time. No, what I'm just you saying can, they lost four with Tua. No, but I mean, it was, it was four with Tua. You can't say One, five without Tua. Three, yeah, it was like three and a half. Yeah, well, I mean, we haven't won a game without Tua either until last week against the Jets, and that was, by the way, that was the only time our backup quarterback started and finished a game was last week. I can't, I can't hear you. What the hell? You, oh no, it's me. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it's me. I got to get a new uh-huh. XLR cord. I, I've been, I've been putting this off i, I gotta go tomorrow i'm going to get an xlr quarter i'm as now so, yeah it's time this is the time so but um look we're gonna get on out of here um at, there have been some comments in here that's been asking uh a for your show info when you go live i've been watching you know what i mean i don't comment every time i watch but i, I do jump in there and i listen because i feel like you you have some good insight on your team so let everybody know when you go live and what content you have coming up this week so everybody can kind of be plugged in from the miami dolphins perspective Absolutely. So one, you guys have to check out the smoke show. Just go on YouTube, type in the smoke show. Boom. It'll be the first thing that pops up. Please smash that like button. We're so close to 5k and I know we're enemies, but we could be frenemies. Just hit that subscribe button. Um, And we go live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from five to 6 PM. So it's going to be tough Friday because obviously I'm going to be in Buffalo, but um, I'm going to be at bar bill I don't know. I might get a little buzz on, blah, blah, blah. But we will be live on Wednesday, guaranteed for sure. Then we're obviously going to get some live game content going um, on Sunday. And then I'll try to make a big video. But every Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 5 to 6, right there on the Smoke Show, um, you'll, you'll see us there. So that's where to find me. 
and Twitter. Out. I, mean, I think he's knows, but y'all already know where, where my Twitter is, so I ain't. Gonna yeah, that. yeah, I got him. Yeah, I got him on Twitter. But no, check him out. The show is actually like really good. I I, I do watch it a lot because again, I feel like um, I try to find my AFC East guy you know or or lady like whoever has good content for it i find it and i stick with it and i feel like you have like the part the, the good balance of being a fan but also like really being able to speak about your team and knowing what you're talking about so i uh i do enjoy your show man and, and look good luck this weekend not too much i hope we absolutely wipe the floor with you guys but you know i do hope that you enjoy your your trip up to buffalo i hope you have a good experience meet up with my man dan freddie and sarah larson they're gonna take care of you and um i think i saw i think i saw tracy's gonna be there she says she knows you so i, I hope you guys can link and yeah and kinda, tracy's my you know, dog i love i got yeah, a lot yeah, of love for tracy so yeah so hopefully you enjoy your time this weekend man and and like i said like really enjoy it's gonna be a fun time like even if so even if you don't win um, I just want to say, like, enjoy the fact that you like you guys haven't been in the playoffs in forever. This was something I had to tell Bills fans a few years ago when we 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 weren't in the playoffs for 17 years. And I'm like, OK, look, don't go into this game expecting us to, like, make a run and win the Super Bowl in the first year. Like, just enjoy the ride. Understand, enjoy like, it. hey, we're, we're going. So and I, I'm saying the same thing to Bills fans. Now, it's going to be a really shitty day if we lose to the Dolphins. I get it. It's going to be a great day. It's going to be a me, real. Man. Oh, it's going to be a real shitty day. But listen, let's we win our this. first playoff game in 22 years in Buffalo, I'm just going to walk around kissing everyone on their forehead. <laughs> like, I, I would just going. start crying. That'd be the greatest day of my life. If we beat Josh Allen in the Bills in freaking Buffalo for our first playoff win in 22 years, I might not leave this state. I might sleep there. I might sleep <laughs> in my seat and just not leave. That would be the greatest day of my life. Not even, not, not even close. Well, I tell you what, it's not gonna happen. So let's not even, let's not even go that far. Come but on, it could happen. It, you know, it could happen. Deep down, you no, know, no, actually, it could happen. no, honestly, man, it's so no, zero percent chance in the entire universe. You don't see. There's no, no way in hell the Buffalo Bills lose. I just want you to say think, that. So if the Dolphins win, I have this clip of you saying there is absolutely zero percent chance that the Miami Dolphins win. My dog, I will download this clip. I will edit it and send it to you. I will email it to you so you have it. Look, there is zero percent. I don't care if it's Tua, Dan Marino, Jesus Christ himself. It is not happening in Orchard Park this weekend against the Buffalo Bills. When Josh Allen goes into the play, did you see what happened to the Patriots last year in the, in the Super Wildcard weekend? Yeah, that's what you can look forward yep. to, my dude. I'm just like, honestly, that like that is what you can look forward to. It's going to be a game that you're not going to enjoy, but you're going to enjoy the experience. That's why I was saying go to the tailgate, enjoy the tailgate, you know, make some Buffalo friends. So but look, we will get on out of here. You want to rebuttal that real quick before I, before I end it? I don't want to end it like that. Um, No, but I do want to see one thing before we close out. I just want to see how cocky everyone is right now. So, chat, do me a favor and drop your score prediction in the chat. I just want to see how, how confident Bill's Mafia is going into this game. That's all I want. Well, to my know. man, Dan so Freddie, Buffalo Freddie is always, um, so he, he's, he has the bills winning, but he's always a little less, um, generous to how he feels the team will do as far as like points scored or how the, the margin of victory will be. So Dan Freddie says 31, 24, my man, Daryl Fletcher, uh, Daryl dome says 31 to 17. Um, I'm, I'm going a little bit, I'm going a little bit closer to that. I'm, I'm about 31, 14. Mm. That's, that was the, the prediction that I had. Um, my man, Scott says bills by a billion. Yes, sir. You already know how it is. Um, come on, keep them coming real quick. And then we go get on out of here. Sarah says 31 to 20 Buffalo. Ooh. Um, it's 47 That's to seven. Like that, was... that, that will be the score. If Skylar Thompson or Teddy starts, <laughs> but if Tua starts, I, I think, I think the dolphins would probably still lose. Like thirty to twenty-seven. I, it's going to be a miracle for the Finns to win. Like if I'm not being a Homer Baser fan, I don't think we're going to win the game. But doesn't mean we. Can. Dan also says. Dan also says without two with thirty-four to fourteen. Tiffany says thirty-four seventeen. Brian Bauer says thirty-four. So I feel like everybody's thinking it's going to be thirty to thirty-five points around there, and then the Dolphins about twenty points. Basically, uh, basically the score we saw this past weekend with with the Patriots. So. um yeah, I mean, again, I think it's going to be a good game. It's, it's playoff football. You know, go in there, enjoy it. Everybody drink responsibly this weekend. Don't do not do anything crazy. Throw my dog, Nikki, through a table. That's what we need to happen. I'm a coordinator. Dude, I'm Throw dying my dog to get through, through a, table. a table. I'm dying to do it. 
So someone hit me up and set up a table for me. I am fiending to jump through a table. Hey, Dan, let me know if we can get one of those set up at the Mafia house, and then I need somebody to record it for me. We're going to make that happen. But ladies and gentlemen, y'all know how I do it. It's Dakota Conduct over here for the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast and Podcast Network. Y'all love each other. Take care of each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive, test negative, go Bills. Code of Conduct.